Hey there, this is Adrienne Lopez, the Integrative Awareness Coach, and I'd like to welcome you to Episode 8 of the Mind Heart Space Podcast. Anyhow, uh, today I'm going to dig back into my archives to a blog I wrote over a year ago, oh, I guess almost two years now, and uh, it was entitled The Alchemy of Yoga, and I wanted to share it with you because I think there's some important gems in it related to some of the topics I shared with you via my Facebook page this week. On Monday, I shared with you the practice of setting an intention, and on Tuesday, I shared with you the potency of that practice in regard to creating a right relationship to self and as like a tool to allow you to rewire your subconscious beliefs and clean up your relationship to self. And this uh, particular blog I wrote some time ago was on the topic of ahimsa, which is do no harm. But I wanted to read a quote to you by Pema Chandran because it relates to the topic that I'm going to speak with you today. And here it is. We already have everything we need. There's no need for self-improvement. All these trips that we lay on ourselves, the heavy-duty fearing that we're bad and hoping that we're good, the identities that we so dearly cling to, the rage, the jealousy, and the addictions of all kinds, never touch our basic wealth. They are all like clouds that temporarily block the sun, but all the time our warmth and brilliance are right here. This is who we really are. We are one blink of an eye away from being fully awake. So, um, I have been a yoga practitioner and meditator for over 20 years now. And there's some days and some months and some years where I've been very dedicated to my practice, showing up every day to the mat or the meditation cushion, while others, you know, I maybe had to skip a week or a month, or I just barely dragged myself there, but you couldn't ask me to be conscious or aware. And... It was all I could do just to get my body to the place I was supposed to, to the place I was supposed to be. So sometimes I viewed, oftentimes, who am I kidding? I viewed my yoga and meditation practice as, you know, a way to improve myself because who I was wasn't good enough. And sometimes it really served as a sanctuary for me to just show up and to be and let all that stuff go. But to be honest with you, it was usually like a vacillation between those two poles. And And so it goes with many things in life. But the longer I've practiced yoga and meditation and the more consistent I've been to actually show up either way, whether I was feeling good or bad, this consistency of just showing up for myself has allowed me to grow a form of 
self-acceptance and kindness and compassion. And this is really related to the alchemy of yoga or the power of yoga. I believe it was Patanjali who's famously said, yoga now, or everything is yoga, as Sri Arbindo had famously said. And so with this sort of attitude came the, uh, the philosophy, I should say, of ahimsa, which means do no harm to others or yourself. And this is where right relationship comes from. I didn't really know it was a thing until I started doing my yoga teacher training and started meditating more. I never really thought about doing violence to myself. And some people might question the idea of how you could do harm or commit violence toward yourself and how it's connected to yoga or meditation. Well, yoga and meditation are the places where we get to observe our natural states of mind. Usually, sometimes, if we're lucky, without judgment. And so I'm sure that you have had the opportunity to show up to maybe a yoga mat or a meditation cushion or any activity in your life. And maybe you have stopped long enough to take a breath and to start listening to what you're telling yourself in the privacy of your own mind. For example, I'm too fat, I'm too weak, I'm not this, I'm not that, you know, you fill in the blank. And the next time you're faced with a challenge or something that you have to actually apply yourself or put some effort into, you can begin to observe your thoughts, your emotions, your moods that arise in your body during your practice. And yoga is a great place to start observing that because it's about moving your body in particular gestures for a particular time and breathing and being present. And then you can start to notice what is your attitude toward yourself. Do you get angry at your body? Do you replay the frustrations of your day over and over again? And then expect your body to perform in the way that you want it because you told it to? And you might notice if you stop long enough, the strong emotions to fear or longing that come up. Sometimes they feel like tension or heat or restriction or tingling or tightness, aching. Each of these bodily sensations are messengers from our nervous system trying to tell us something. And they can be released in yoga, which helps free the body from sometimes the violence we unknowingly direct at ourselves. Of course, many of us have been taught that this type of self-critical orientation 
is an effective tool to motivate ourselves, to push ourselves to a level of excellence. But when you really think about it, this is a sort of terrorism. Like one day when I get to the version of you know, who I think I should be, I'll finally be worthy of love and acceptance. And thinking that we can improve ourselves through rejecting parts of ourselves is a form of self-violence that cuts us off from our entirety. And having a regular yoga practice or some sort of place that you can go to move your body doesn't have to be yoga. doesn't have to be a sitting still meditation. There's many wonderful types of walking meditations. Anything can be meditative, really, if you bring your awareness to the movement and the sensation. And then start to notice your mental chatter and what you're bringing to the activity itself. And then you can start to cultivate a greater sense of equanimity and self-love and self-compassion not only when you're intentionally doing an activity, but, you know, just throughout your day, you can take it with you. And then you can start beginning, begin, if you haven't already, to more regularly use the force of love instead of the force of criticism to support yourself. Now, in the Yoga Sutras, Patanjali very famously has written about the cause of suffering. And I think it's really interesting, so I wanted to share it with you here. He says, all suffering is caused by regarding what is the non-self for the self. And like Chodron, who's the quote I shared with you at the beginning of this podcast, um, is the idea that the self is this, this eternal brilliance it's never changing but in our ignorance we mistake changing forms of thought emotion of the mind as the unchanging truth and this is where we get into trouble we can find no contentment there we're always looking out there for somewhere else for a promised future when one day we'll arrive we'll be good enough we'll be worthy well, I just want to let you know you are worthy right here, right now. You're good enough. You're ready to do what you need to do in your life. And there's nothing that you have to do in order to get to the point where you can give yourself permission than you already have today. And as you begin to continue to work on this right relationship to self or ahimsa, you begin to allow this sort of loving spaciousness for yourself. And it's my experience that the natural progression of yoga, which I mean, really, the word yoga means balance between two opposites. The balance or the union of two opposites. 
to the realization of consciousness, the unity of consciousness. It allows us to cultivate our capacity to be with all of who we are without trying to force or use violence to exile parts of ourselves we think, as I mentioned, should be better or different. And this is true awakening. Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. I hope you heard something of value for yourself today, some bit of inspiration you can take with you out into the world today. I just want to let you know that you're, if you're interested in finding out more about my integrative awareness coaching services that I offer, you can check out my website at www.mindheart-space.com. There's a little button on there you can click and you can schedule a free 15-minute discovery chat. And you can find out exactly how I might be able to help you to create a life you absolutely love. All right. That's all for now. Until next time, please remember what a valuable treasure you are. See you soon.